We live in a world that tells us to trust what we can see and forget God, who is a made-up fairy tale, especially when it comes to your health. But you know that's not true. It's just so hard to know what to do when the world is screaming one thing, but the still small voice inside of you is telling you that the world is all wrong. It's easy to start listening to that loudness. But inside this episode, we're going to take a step back and refocus on what true faith looks like in this beautiful time of life. Come with me and let's get started. Ladies, are you tired of feeling out of control in your pregnancy care? You know deep down that there must be a better way, but you just haven't had the time to find it. Well, I want to welcome you to the Your Birth, God's Way podcast. I'm Lori, a certified nurse midwife. After years of being neck deep in the broken medical system, I escaped and discovered the secret is to trust the designer. Inside this podcast, you will find encouragement, education, and information to empower you to have God's best during your pregnancy, birth, and beyond. If you're ready to reclaim your peace and joy in this beautiful time of life, this is the podcast for you. Listen to me, Mama. You can do this. And just like the little engine that could, I'm going to help you do this little bit by little bit. So go grab that coffee you forgot about in the microwave and make sure it's decaf if you're still cooking a sweet baby in your belly right now. And let's dive in. Ladies, I'm going to be honest with you. This is going to be a hard episode, but it's going to lay the framework and the groundwork and the foundation for all the shows to come. This is a different kind of show. And there are lots of other shows out there that will give you facts and figures and that kind of stuff if that's what you're looking for. But this show is going to look inside of you and it's going to challenge you to change the way that you do things. It's going to be challenging. It might step on your toes, but that's okay because sometimes we need our toes stepped on a little bit to challenge us to do better. I once thought that certain things were just the way they should be, and it was just best to go along with the way things were in the maternity world. It took a while, but over time, I started to realize that all of this stuff was new, and it wasn't necessarily better. I realized we were leaving out one essential element, the creator and designer of all these beautiful ladies on our maternity wards that we were taking care of. We had replaced him with machines and tests and brightly lit, cold buildings. This podcast is going to be different, not just this episode, but the whole podcast. Throughout it, I'm going to challenge you to examine yourself, to really dig in to the inside of you, to what makes you who you are, and to think deeply. In 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, we read, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? This is an ongoing process. We never arrive, and we must be reminded to stay focused in every aspect of life, and childbirth and pregnancy is one of those aspects. I want you to look at where your faith lies in every aspect. This is not to make you feel guilt in any way. We all have a journey where we learn as we go. 1 John 1, verse 7 teaches us that when we are washed in His blood, it continually cleanses us 
from transgressions. Cleanses, that's present tense. As you examine yourself, if you find that you've missed the mark, you redirect your course and you do better. He meets us where we are when we're ready to hear. Will you walk with him on this journey? Hang in there with me and let's dive in. I want all mamas to grow, but I want you to know I'm especially aiming at Christian mamas. Throughout my career, I have cared for women of all faiths and all backgrounds, but this podcast is aimed at Christians. I see so many Christians around me living double lives. They have faith in one area when things are going well, but for anything unknown that comes up, they seem to forget what they claim on Sunday. What is faith? if we don't have it for the things over which we have no control. We had a sermon at our congregation recently over Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 25, and our preacher emphasized that that story is really the story of our life. The disciples were in the boat, and Jesus knew what was coming when they all set out on this boat together. Now, the disciples, of course, claimed to have faith in him and to believe in him because otherwise they wouldn't have been his disciples. But here they are on the boat, and he, Jesus, goes and lays down to take a nap. He is worn out from all the preaching that he had been doing. But the storm got rough, and the waves are crashing from all directions, and the boat starts to fill with water. And the disciples go to him and wake him up and say, Jesus, don't you care what's going on? We're about to die here. And Jesus questioned them, to the people who theoretically had more faith in him than anyone else, was, Where is your faith? They didn't realize that they had inside of their own boat the creator of that storm, of them, of the world. In Matthew, his question was worded this way. It said, how is it you have no faith? Well, we know they had some faith, so why did he put it that way? It tells you a lot. If we have put on Christ, we believe in him who was in the very beginning. He created us. So do we think that we just mix two cells in our womb and poof, a baby forms into an actual human being and that nobody had any hand in that? I mean, we don't do anything as the moms. It just happens inside of us. Do we not believe that he is there in every step? He knows what's going to happen with that baby and with our pregnancy before it even starts. Surely, surely we don't believe that that all happens by chance. I want you to start thinking about pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from a perspective you may not have before. We can't keep doing the same things and expect different results. We can't keep putting ourselves or our providers in the seat of God and expect it's going to go well and that it's all just going to fall into place. It isn't. He doesn't look kindly on us serving other gods. Now chew on that a little bit. Have you made your provider a God to whom you look to declare all the things about your pregnancy and your baby? That may hurt a little bit, but I want you to really think deeply. Have you done that? Can that provider add even one breath to yours or that baby's life? Can he or she create even one cell in that baby's body? The God you serve created each cell in your body and in your baby's body, and he designed its perfect function. And yet you don't turn to him for your strength and wisdom in this time that has been made fearful 
by the world for most women. We can't keep shutting God out of the most important pieces of our lives and expect him to bless us, ladies. So here are some hard questions that we're going to go into for you to chew on, for you to reflect on as you examine yourselves. Number one, do you pray for God's will to be done during your pregnancy and truly mean it? Or do you only pray when you're scared something is going wrong? Number two, during pregnancy, have you studied the scriptures for what we can glean during this period of life? Because it's there. Now, that doesn't mean that you only read about stories of women having babies. Those stories are obviously there too, and you can learn a lot from them. But there are faith-building stories throughout scripture of trying times that we can learn from. For example, in Daniel chapter 3, we read about Daniel refusing to bow to Nebuchadnezzar even when death was the promised result. He was told that if he didn't do this, he was going to be killed. He didn't know for sure that God was going to physically rescue him from that situation. And yet he did what was right, even in the face of that kind of fear and that kind of threat. Of course, on this side of scripture, we know that God protected him and saved him. But Daniel didn't know that, and he chose to do what was right anyway. Will you choose to follow God and do what's right, even when you don't know what the outcome is going to be? Number three, when considering your birth options in our culture, are you looking to him and how he designed us to bring babies into the world? Let's think back all the way to the beginning. Eve did not have an epidural. (laughs) Everything we put in our bodies that is not from him will have side effects and many will not be good. The epidural in particular is one thing that's been sold to us as harmless, that it makes it easier and we can, we don't have to feel this pain, but it's not without its side effects and it's not without its potential harm. Eve also didn't need artificial hormones for her body to know to give birth. Her body had inside of it what God put there to direct her body when it was time for that baby to come out. She did not give birth before the fall. Think about that. I know some of you might say, oh, but she was giving birth in a different time. Well, yes, it was a different time in history, but it was after the fall. We don't have any record of her having children before the fall. So she had the same challenges we do. Now, granted, there was no medical system at that time. But is the medical system that we have now really that beneficial? We expose all moms and all babies to unnecessary interventions, which indirectly and directly impact labor, birth, breastfeeding, mama's health, baby's health. And those interventions sometimes have unnecessary consequences or unforeseen consequences. Only a few of the moms and babies actually needed those interventions. So all of those others who had been exposed to these things that are done to them are also exposed to potential harm that was not needed. Things can go wrong, of course, but even there, are those things going wrong by chance? Are we having ineffective labors, possibly because what we fed our bodies in the days and weeks and months and years leading up to this time? Have we fed our bodies artificial, chemical-laden food that is void of nutrition so we don't have the strength that we need? Are our babies in the wrong position when it's time to give birth because of our sedentary lifestyles? 
These are very real questions that we really need to ponder and, and really be honest with ourselves before we start saying, but, but this, but that, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. We have a lot of things that we could do differently that might lead to different outcomes. Let's consider what good things God has given us in this world to help our bodies be strong in service to Him. Let's think about what foods should we be eating What activity should we be participating in to make our bodies strong? He has given us everything we need, but often we choose the lesser imitations rather than his perfect provisions. We need to correct this in these days when we are not only nourishing our bodies, we're also nourishing another body, and we are preparing to bring that life into the world or to nurse that baby after birth. Let's take that time to consider what God has provided for us that we need to make this time in our lives as he intended them to be. Let's talk to him. Let's pray about what he wants us and has guided us to use, to do, to partake in so that we are ready for this time. Praying for our babies and for our pregnancies is most certainly the right thing to do. But if we follow that prayer by turning to the idol of the medical system for an answer to our prayers, are our prayers really in faith in him or are they in that system? Have we let our providers in the medical system become our gods or are we looking to him again for how he wanted us to bring babies into the world? Number four, do you trust your God-given instincts? The world tells us that if you don't have a medical degree, you don't have any clue what you're talking about. But we know that's not true. We have instincts about many things in life, and yet we've been taught to doubt the ones that we have when it comes to making a baby. Are you sitting on pins and needles until your next prenatal appointment so that your doctor can declare to you if things are okay or not? If you're living with that kind of anxiety throughout your pregnancy, for one thing, it's just not good for you and for your baby's development. But what does it say about your faith? Number five, have you taken the time to learn about the beauty of your body's design to grow, nurture, and give vaginal birth to that baby that God put in your womb? Have you researched that design so you can have faith in it and its function? Think about cars. Car makers design the exterior of the vehicle and they design what's under the hood, the engine. We trust them to know how it works. We can read a manual to see what fuel it needs, how much fuel it needs, or how much fuel it can hold, when it needs to have the oil changed, all of these things. Well, God made everything about us, and he breathed into us the very breath of life. Should we not know how he designed us? We can't have faith in his word without studying it for ourselves, and the same goes for our bodies. The more we know and the more we think about how he made us perfectly to give birth, the deeper our faith in him and in the way that he made us will grow. Do you think that he made a mistake and put the wrong baby in your belly? Do you think he put a baby in there who won't fit to come out? 
Has your provider scared you into not even wanting to try to have your baby the way God designed you to have him or her because you're just afraid that he's too big or she's too big? Where is your faith that God knew what he was doing when he created your baby inside of your belly? Number six, if your provider tells you something, quote, has to be done, do you become anxious or do you turn to the one who made that life inside of you and knows all about it? This is not to say you ignore everything, but you also don't let your peace and joy be stolen each time something comes up. False negatives on these tests is a very, very real thing, a very common thing. So very often, this awful, awful thing that they tell you is going to happen doesn't happen. What you do is you find out the test being recommended, you get the information you need to make a decision for you through prayer, and you don't lean on the knowledge that that test will bring, but you lean on the comfort and wisdom that comes from God alone. Now, some of you listening may say that what I'm saying is silly and foolish and dangerous. And I understand why you might say that, especially given the world that we live in. You know, a lot of people will say, what about the babies and the mamas that will die because of your careless recommendations? Well, before you get too spun up on those emotions, let's look at the actual facts. According to the World Health Organization's maternal mortality rate, in 2017, the U.S. ranked number 60, 6-0 in maternal mortality rate. That's below Kuwait, places like Slovakia, Bahrain, Kazakhstan, Cyprus, Montenegro, the UAE. And our maternal mortality rate increased from 2019 to 2020. Our infant mortality rate places us at number 55 in 2020. So are we really doing that well with all these interventions that we have The U.S. spends more money on maternity care than most, if not all, other developed nations, and yet we have dismal outcomes. So how's that working out for you in the words of the good old Dr. Phil? Countries that have midwives managing the majority of normal pregnancies also have better outcomes than we do. Midwives are experts in normal birth, and yet we have obstetricians who are trained surgeons caring for nearly all pregnancies in our country. So when are we going to recognize that what we're doing right now isn't working and stop it and change it? It starts with us ladies, those of us who have faith in God and know that there's a better way. So what are some things that we can learn from scripture as we begin this journey together? I want to start in Isaiah chapter 49 verse 1. In that verse we can read, The Lord has called me from the womb. From the matrix of my mother, he has made mention of my name. Now, this is a conversation between God and Israel, but I want you to listen to the terms he chooses in reference to the being made in the womb. From the matrix of my mother, the very being of my mother, he has made mention of my name. He knows us from the womb. Isaiah 44, 2 says, Thus says the Lord who made you and formed you from the womb, who will help you. Later in verse 24 of that same chapter, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, and he who formed you from the womb. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. 
This is God speaking to Jeremiah. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And he's speaking to him as he's ordaining him a prophet. These are just a few of the verses that you can read about in our Bible that will tell you more and more about how God forms us from our very beginning. I want to share one more with you. In Psalm 139, starting in verse 13, and in the verses following, he says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. This refer, refers all the way back to when he was first made with those first two cells that we talked about earlier. So what about the verses we can read about fear? These verses are all throughout scripture, but I'm going to share a few specific ones here. First, all throughout the book of Joshua, we can see the phrase, be strong and courageous and do not be afraid. And we know some of the just absolutely terrifying things Joshua went through. We find that same phrase, be strong and courageous and do not be afraid, throughout the book of Deuteronomy. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, we read, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Then in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, we read, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. 1 Peter 5, verse 7, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Not some, not a little bit, not your anxiety in most things, but, you know, in birth you probably better do take that somewhere else. No, it says cast all your anxiety on him, all of it. When will you decide to trust him? There's nothing hidden from him. He knows every one of your days already, but he gives you the free will to either follow him or try to do it your way. But one way is guaranteed to work out better. That doesn't mean that there won't be problems, but not even a sparrow falls to the ground that he doesn't know about. So how much more? Does he care for you? Let's start to trust God with our pregnancies, our birth, our babies, and beyond. This is just the beginning, you guys, the genesis, if you will, of the journey we're going to walk together in this podcast. I ask you to invite your Christian sisters to come along with us by sending them a link to this podcast and also by you leaving a written review in Apple Podcasts so we'll be seen by more folks. We're going to have a community form soon where we can walk this road together. And in the meantime, I want you to join my email list so you'll be the first to know when it's up and ready. And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. I appreciate so much you being here and hanging in there with me to the end. I know this wasn't an easy episode. I know you have a lot to think about. But that's a good thing because we always want to be growing closer to God Because we will find that the closer we grow to him, the more beautiful that relationship will become, the more faith that we will have. Faith brings more faith, brings more faith. And what better time to build that faith than when we are watching him grow 
a life from nothing inside of our womb. I can't wait to talk to you all next week. See you here then. Wait, don't leave yet. I appreciate you taking the time to listen so much, but I need a quick favor to help my podcast get off to a great start. If today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick written review? That's the best thank you you can give me, and it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you. I'll see you back here in a few days.